Welcome to Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. This podcast is focused on interviews, features, and stories about art. It's for artists and art lovers. I'm Val. I'm the abstract artist in the group, joined by Armin, the realist. everyone. Here we are at episode six of Art Ladders, The Creative Climb. And I'm here with my partner in life and in art, Armin Mersman. How are you, Armin? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying the uh, uh, holiday weekend and, and getting some drawing done. So everything is peachy with me. Oh, great. And today for episode six, we have a very special guest, Shelly Stevens. She is the director of Golden Apple Art Residency and also a studio artist and many, many things. She is a graduate of Kendall College of Art and Design. She received her master's and her bachelor's there. She's been a juror. She's been a curator. She has done all things art. And Shelly, welcome, welcome to Art Ladders. Thank you so much, Val and Armin. It's a real pleasure and a real honor to be talking to you both today. Thank you so much. And I'm going to start out with a few questions and we'll see where this uh, conversation takes us. You're there in beautiful Maine and kind of anxious to hear a lot more about your residency program. So I'm wondering, Shelley, were there specific activities in your formative years when you were a child where, number one, you knew that art was going to be your, your thing and also how that kind of ties to the residency in some way, your formative years. Well, Val, um, I think if you talk to most artists, they will tell you that um, their childhood was filled with, you know, days of drawing and creating in some manner. And I'm no exception. I recall uh, doing uh, drawings and having such interest in uh, creative uh, endeavors of just about any kind. However, there is one instance that I recall as a child of maybe six or seven years old when my family took a uh, trip to the East Coast, the Boston, Massachusetts area in particular. And um, we encountered a street artist who was making these charcoal sketches of people. And on a whim, my parents um, decided to have uh, my brother and sister and I sit for a charcoal sketch. And I was utterly mesmerized with this particular artist. watching her draw my siblings. And it simply amazed me. It floored me. I stood right behind her shoulder and watched every mark she made and saw this portrait come to life. And I knew, I recall at this time, uh, how I felt about wanting someday to be able to do that, to capture someone's likeness in in such a manner. And uh, interestingly enough, I still have that charcoal drawing of myself at seven years old, and it, I have it in my studio now. 
So it's a wonderful reminder. Oh, that is a great, great story. And it, you know, your work, your portraiture series, I can see how that had to be such an influence on you. Uh, I do have a question. Uh, were you supported by your family when you were a young artist? Armin, that is a wonderful question. Um, you know, I would like to say yes. Uh, I think that they were pleased that I was interested in art. Uh, for them, it was um, a nice hobby. Um, they were proud of the drawings I made and any kind of honors or awards that I received maybe in high school. But to be very frank about it, um, they were not particularly supportive um, of me continuing my art education. Um, and so for that reason, um, my entrance into the art world uh, came much later in life. Now, you um, studied at a wonderful art school in Michigan, the Kendall College of Art and Design, and you received both your degrees there, your bachelor's and your master's. So I'm sure that played a very, very important role in your current life as a studio artist. Can you tell us, do you still have a connection with the college? What was it like to receive a master's from Kendall? Well, I am a very proud alumnus of Kendall College of Art and Design. In many ways, uh, that experience, both in my undergraduate work and in later in my graduate program, it changed the course of my life uh, in so many ways. Um, it feels as if I finally became who I felt I always was, and I was taken seriously as an artist which is something I had longed for and had for really 15 years or more, just kind of buried for a while. Um, but being at Kendall around so much um, creativity and around faculty um, members who were so supportive and so encouraging and caring um, really nurtured that spirit in me. And, um, you know, as a result of that, I just feel, I feel and always will feel a real connection, um, particularly to the um, people of Kendall. Mm -hmm. And many of them now have retired, but, um, you know, I will always be a loyal alumnus. Uh, did you have any class with Deborah Rockman? I certainly did, Armin. Um, she's a phenomenal teacher, phenomenal artist, and I'm happy to say a very dear friend at this point. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Deborah Rockman has been very special to me as a colleague because I didn't go to school there. She's written some amazing books on creating art, and uh, it's a wonderful school. And uh, Shelley, you still... Uh have relationships and connections with the college to this day, correct? Well, I do, um, Val. They're slightly less now as a, um, as a result of the pandemic. Um, we did for, well, 10 years, a full decade, have an association um, between Kendall College of Art and Design and Golden Apple Art Residency. 
in which um, a program was established um, called the uh, Kendall's Golden Apple Scholarship Award. And that was a wonderful program. And what uh, was unique about it uh, for the students, the graduate students at Kendall was that um, they had the opportunity to apply for a fully funded uh, scholarship to, uh, for two weeks at Golden Apple Art Residency. And um, there were two students that were juried in every year. We had many, many applications and it was always difficult to determine the winners of, of, that, um, of that scholarship. Um, that was a very, very successful program and we enjoyed it at both ends. However, with the, um, with the pandemic, uh, all of that was curtailed as you can imagine. And it kind of hangs in the balance at this point. Um, so the association is just a little more fragile than it, than it has been, at least professionally. Now, emotionally, I will always be connected to Kendall. Oh, right. And yes, you know, all the different, uh, what we've gone through within the arts with the pandemic, subtle, subtle and major changes are ongoing. And it's just hard to predict, but I have a feeling those uh, that connection will will strengthen again. No worries with that. And you know, you talked about selecting the graduate students and how many applied, and so that becomes a juror process. You've been a juror in the past. We had an episode on the jury process, but I love hearing from other artists who are jurors what they think about jurying, how they determine results, and the critical thinking that goes behind that. Right. Um, I have a few guiding principles, um, Val. And the first thing that um, I always keep in mind, whether I'm juring the show or whether I'm submitting work to be juried, is that art is subjective. And as much as we try not to uh, jurors are not completely immune to their own subjective tendencies. And um, this fact should make all artists feel better when their work is not accepted into a show. And I try to remind myself of that when my own work is not accepted. And it simply means that in that particular juror's opinion, the work didn't fit into his or her idea of what, what might be considered the top percent of the work that was submitted. And other times the work is not submitted for other more rational reasons. But when I'm asked to jury work into an exhibition, I start by looking at some basic criteria. And um, in no particular order, here are some of the considerations. Um, if I'm looking at the work in person, um, I check to be sure it's well presented. Uh, in other words, does the artist care enough about his or her painting to, you know, finish sloppy edges, or if it's a drawing, clean around the edges, make sure there's no smudges, fingerprints, or even paw prints. Um, and to me, presentation is a sign of respect to the work, to the artist, and to the venue who might be displaying the work. Um, and that goes uh, really uh if the work is submitted digitally as well, I, I consider the, the quality of the, the photos. Are they properly lit? Uh, is there a parallax? 
And again, it's a matter of respect to the work of the artist and the work of the juror. And then, of course, I always look at the basics, including composition, color, level of mastery over the medium. Now, a lot of work is still going to be in the running at this point, and it gets harder and harder to discern the great work from the merely successful. So originality is a biggie. I like to see work that isn't following the latest trend in either subject matter or style or medium. I like to see work that reveals new ways of considering the landscape or still life or the figure. I like to see new ways of expressing ideas or feelings. And I look for work that is exciting in its own way, uh, uh, like a fresh perspective. And I also look for work that reveals something of the artist, um, if not the actual hand of the artist, like in terms of mark making, uh, then something of his or her own mind, um, their history, experiences. And for me, this is what truly makes a work unique and personal. And then finally, if I'm forced to, I go with my gut. And I, I ask myself, which work continues to pull me back? Uh, which work compels me to spend more time just looking at it? And sometimes it's sheer mastery and other times it's the degree of sheer spirit that just blows me away. And as the two of you know, the, the work of a juror is hard. Um, I often find things I love in every submission. And um, unfortunately, there's no good way to relay that to the artists who are not accepted into an exhibition. Um, so that's, those are some of the criteria that I tend to look for when I'm during an exhibition. Okay, yeah, you know, I agree with you 100%. It's basically how I do it, and as Val does it too. Now, I was uh, curator for Midland Center for the Arts, and before that, I worked with the curator, and we had the Greater Michigan show up, and I walked around with many jurors, and there's a different, everyone was a little bit different. Some did it fast, some took hours. Uh, I remember one juror, he quickly turned one piece around, went on, did that with a bunch of pieces, and he looked at it again, and he hesitated, okay, I'll let that one in walked around, the piece ended up being first prize in the end, because sometimes you have to live with the piece in a, for those seconds and look at it. It's not a snap decision. And I've also taken people that are onto something that might not have gotten there yet, but I let it in to give them encouragement. I think that's part of the process as well. Absolutely. Oh, that was I agree with all of those. Yes, wonderful answer from from you, Shelley, and you too, Armin. It uh, I I really wish, as Shelley was mentioning, there was a way to convey to artists uh, some feedback. Uh, I don't know what that would look like, but yes, I I liked your statement when you said said something like, uh, "Most of the time, you'll see something you like in every piece," and for the artist to hear a little of that. And I, I mentioned that to people who are in juried shows that just having it in front of a professional is a win right there. So keep keep entering the shows. Yes, Armin. Uh, yes, I have one other thing, one other statement to do that is, you know, when I first started entering shows, um, my heart was broken a lot of times because I did not get into these shows. 
And uh, that changes as we get to be professional artists. I still enter shows, and once in a while I do not get in a show. And when I don't get in a show, I'm just glad I don't have to drag it to that particular place. For <laughs> so that's how I look at it. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt me nearly as much as it did when I was a beginning artist. So it, it, I, I think it is hard on people, and we know that as jurors. I have another question, Shelley, and you've been a panelist at uh, different events. There were a couple of topics here that I really uh, became curious about. Uh, One of them was the art of interpreting art. But then more importantly, I'd like to hear you speak to another topic, creative time and space, because that seems such a tie in with your philosophies. And tell me about that particular panel and where did that happen? Do you recall that topic? You're referring to the topic of or the art of interpreting art. Well, that that was one panel I know that you did. And then another panel you did was creative time and space. Actually, I'd like to hear about both of them. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll just run, uh, talk a little bit about the Art of Interpreting Art Symposium. Um, that was held in 2012 at Ferris State University, and it involved a series of work that, that of my own that was showing in the gallery at the time. And there was a wonderful symposium of um, panelists, including um, professors of religious studies, professors of philosophy, uh, the gallery director and myself, and um, and many of the students um, who were, you know, may- maybe wanting to know a little bit more about how to interpret quote unquote art. And um, you know, my own my own feeling is, and I kind of captured this in a in a little. Um, couple of paragraphs um, that I actually have on my website. And um, I think that there are some very easy ways uh, to interpret art and to determine if a work really speaks to you. And Armin, you kind of um, mentioned this yourself a moment ago, and that is simply to spend time with the work. Uh, Don't just walk away because you don't understand it immediately sit with it, look with it, ask yourself, what do you see? Do you recognize the subject matter? Can you identify objects or forms? And if not, can you spot shapes or motifs that occur within the work? How about the color? Name the color. Um, Do you respond at all to the color? So these are all ways that you can, um, you know, ask yourself about the work and, and see if it's something that um, you can understand a bit more. Does anything in the work evoke a response in you? Um, can you relate to it in some way? And, and also to remember that not all art resonates with all of us. Um, and then finally, and perhaps the most important is how does the work make you feel and allow yourself to be honest. So those are, um, some of the ways in which I've um, actually talked to my own students at CMU when I was teaching um, to, to look at work and uh, expand, maybe expand their understanding of work that they didn't think they would be interested in or maybe didn't understand initially. Mm-hmm. But 
Val, you were um, also asking about the um, panel discussion on the creative time and space, and that took place uh, during the, the big art prize um, event in Grand Rapids in 2014. And that was a panel uh, symposium that involved um, myself and three other panelists, one of whom was the executive director of the Alliance of Artist Communities, which is a clearinghouse on all the art residencies in the United States. Mm -hmm. And we were focusing on the need for creative time and space, specifically as it was provided by artist residencies. And I think I was asked to be on that panel because I offered a unique perspective as an artist who harbored um, a, a fantasy really, and watched it grow from a dream uh, into the reality that is now Golden Apple Art Residency. And that all took many, many years, but the vision grew from what I myself had longed for as an emerging artist who needed time and space to dedicate to my creative ideas. I wanted um, time to concentrate solely uh, for just a while on the what, why, and how of my personal artistic aspirations. But like so many artists, I was consumed by the busyness of life and my time was constantly fractured. And one of the primary needs of artists, and sometimes artists don't even realize it, is the necessity to occasionally remove oneself from your regular environment. And that includes your normal studio space and your setup, the same windows you look out of, the same sights and sounds that you're used to in your life, it's the same chores, the self out of your familiar environment allows you to see and experience familiar things in a different way. And our brains kind of wake up and clean out the cobwebs and seeing things in a new light enables us to discover fresh ideas, maybe even revive some old ideas. So the panel discussion centered on various kinds of art re residencies around the country and what they offer and how to find one that suits your particular needs. And for anyone who is looking, anyone who is listening and looking for um, an artist residency in the future, I would suggest they go to um, the website of the Alliance of Artist Communities, which is, um, you'll find it at www.artistcommunities.org. And it's a font of information. Uh, I, I agree with you on the residency. Uh, Val and I have both done quite a few of them actually. And uh, I spent one year at Manifest Drawing Center uh, in a residency and being in that different environment and having nothing to think about except making art was refreshing, daunting, and uh, a bit lonely for one year, but it was, it was a, a wonderful thing. The time period of two weeks for me, Shelley, that your residency is, is very, is, that's very appealing. It, it's doable for a lot of folks that are in careers or families and other obligations. So I think that particular time period, as artists, we deserve to carve out two weeks out of a, a year to do something like that. So I'm, I'm 
fascinated with your residency. I know you keep adding features to it, it could be it new infrastructure or new uh, new ideas and plans. What uh, what did the uh, little uh, pause here with the pandemic? What did that fire up in your imagination? And what did you accomplish? I know you have. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, initially we were very disappointed um, that we had to pause our program um, for summer of 2020. Uh, it was a filled program, and it was very disappointing to both my husband, Greg, and myself, and also to the artists and writers who were scheduled to attend residencies during that summer. Um, the Golden Apple Art Residency has grown over time. Um, Currently, we, or not currently, but last summer at this time, we were able to host four to five artists at a time, provide them lodging in the form of um, adorable little cottages mm -hmm. and um, private studios. Um, one of the things that, again, was kind of a vision of both myself and my husband was to eventually build what we simply refer to as an art building. And it would be a multi-purpose um, space in which we could expand the program in ways that we simply could not handle um, at, the, at the present time. So what we decided, and it was a big decision, Val, um, was to go ahead and build that building during the pandemic. And it turned out to be a pretty good idea because um, when you construct anything here along the coast of Maine, there is always going to be um, the need to blast because we are sitting on granite rock. So there's, there's a lot of blasting, a lot of construction, a lot of equipment, a lot of activity that would not have been conducive for a regular summer where there were artists, you know, on the grounds trying to find their time and space. So we took that time last summer and built that building and we're very proud of it. Um, the upper floor is um, kind of a seaside cottage that will um, house uh, writers and composers. We're, we're starting to um, accept composers now and um, give them a little more privacy away from the, the regular visual artist studios. The main floor is completely opened and we intend to use that for all kinds of gatherings, um, exhibitions, workshops, um, performances, uh, just, you know, any, any type of gathering. And it's, it's very large. It has a small kitchenette in it, so we can have a regular soiree if we want. Uh, and then the lower floor is a very large workshop for the use of um, sculptures. Wow. I've, you know, I've followed along on Facebook, on your Facebook page. And the building looks absolutely wonderful, as all the structures do. And when you say adorable cottages, you aren't kidding. 
and they are right up on the ocean, aren't they? Is that that's how it looks? Is that true? <laughs> yes, that is true. And in fact, um, they're 150 feet from the the water. It's amazing. I could just imagine falling asleep to that wonderful sound. Oh boy. Armin, what do you think about this residency? Well, I've like- known quite a few people, well, quite a few, you know, a handful of people, but they took this this residency and they absolutely loved it. You know, I they were just uh, gaga about it. And uh, people get gaga about a lot of things, but you know, they were really, really into it and they loved the uh, the two weeks they spent there. And it was it really grew them. I mean, they really grew as artists, I should say. And, uh, I, you know, I commend you on that and, and putting your heart into this. Are the residencies done for this summer? Is uh, Did you have your last group in or uh, are they still there? No, they, they have left. Um, we had three, as always, we had three sessions, each session being two weeks in length. And our final session ended two days ago. Um, so those artists um, have returned back home. Um, we miss them, of course. Uh, we always um, feel like we're we expand our family with every session. Um, but now, uh, as always, uh, we offer a workshop uh, once the regular sessions have ended. And uh, so we're preparing for that um, to happen in a couple of days. And what is the topic of this workshop that's coming up? The topic is um, the it's called abstraction, the road from uh, reality to abstraction. So um, I try to take the the artists and there's usually eight or 10 of the artists. um, I try to. take them from having a lot more experience in uh, representational painting into more of the uh, realm of abstraction a little bit at a time. And is that workshop, I'm, I'm assuming it's filled up, ready to roll. Uh, is that true? Yes, it is true. Yes, we, we are all filled. We've never had a problem filling the workshop. Um, I, I often teach the workshops myself, but not always. Occasionally, I will get um, a real expert. For example, I don't work in pastel, and uh, there, was, there was an expression of interest in uh, pastel or plein air work, and I'll get an expert coming in, and that particular person will then run the workshop, and I'm very happy to have them do so. Well, if you ever need an expert in somebody that draws eyes, then <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Selfless plug there. That may yeah. happen, Armin. Okay. <laughs> we would be honored. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, let me see. I think we've covered quite a bit here. I'd like to hear how artists uh, apply for residency. Also, how do you find out about the workshops and all your connections on the internet where we can find more about you, Shelley? Okay, um, well, I'll start with the most important and that is um, the, uh, the website for the residency is simply www.goldenapplestudio.com 
www.artsandcrafts.com. And once you get there, simply uh, click Art Residency on the menu. And there are uh, various links that you can go to and uh, get all kinds of information. Um, we are also listed uh, on the website of the uh, Alliance of Artist Communities. And I remember um, giving that, um, that link to you already, but it's www.artistcommunities.org. Um, but we're also on Facebook, and that would be uh, Facebook at Golden Apple Studio and Art Residency, as well as Instagram at the same address. Um, our artists find us through various means, uh, certainly through the Alliance and through um, social media, um, you know, from, from Golden Apple. Um, they also, I think one of the best ways that our artists come to us is really through word of mouth. I, I feel like those kinds of recommendations are the absolute best, but we get them from all over and we get them from all over the United States. Um, and we also, I should say, we have, um, we have hosted artists and writers who are very beginners, some who are emerging, some who have been um, artists for decades and decades. We had hosted one a couple of years ago who was getting ready to, um, to show her retrospective in New York City. And it was a 60th year retrospective. So she was like 85 years old and it was just fabulous. Um, but we also, you know, it, so everyone's in a different stage. And, um, you know, a different stage in life, too. I mean, their early 20s through their mid 80s. We love them all. Um, so word of mouth is a wonderful way, but they can certainly contact me if anyone is ever interested. I'm very happy to answer any questions. They can um, contact me through email. And that address is on the website, but I'm certainly happy to give it here. It's snstevens at goldenapplestudio.com. Before we sign off, I'd like to hear a little bit. I What I've heard from artists who have uh, been at your residency is that there is lots and lots of opportunity for private studio time. But there's also opportunity to have some more collaborative conversations, I'm assuming toward evening. Uh, I'd like to hear just a touch about that, what, what the um, collaborative time sessions with you would look like. Okay. One of the things about the way we like to um, run the program is here at Golden Apple is that we, we like to provide a good balance of, as you say, privacy and quietude, uh, along with the opportunity for social interaction and collaboration. And we've had a number of artists who have previously been unknown to one another. Um, they end up um, making plans to collaborate on work, or they're inspired um, sometimes in very, very unusual ways by the work of another artist. 
sometimes that artist may be working entirely differently or in a different medium, but there's something about it that sparks uh, something in their own work and they stay in touch or there have actually been uh, artists who have planned to make collaborative work. They, they have, I mean, their studios are open to them 24 hours a day. So they're able to, you know, work um, in whatever manner they're, I mean, we all, we all have a different studio rhythm. And so they're able to, to work in whatever rhythm suits them. But we also have um, times that we spend together and that's always delightful. It's delightful for the artist, but it's also delightful for myself and for my husband, Greg. Um, we, um, our, our dinner table conversations are just fantastic. Um, and that's where we not only get to know each other as fellow humans, uh, but also as artists and, you know, our histories and experiences and, um, and sometimes collaboration um, ideas begin at the dinner table. Um, we also provide a day in which we take our artists out away from the residencies. Um, and, and we actually encourage that too. There's a lot of hiking that goes on around here, um, a little bit of kayaking, uh, that kind of thing. And you know, we just find that the, the um, those times that the artists spend together um, provides links and ideas that that form between them. And um, and we also, as I started to say, we, we take them out to various galleries and um, sometimes artist studios. There's so many artists that work in this area. Uh, with their studios kind of hidden away. And some of them are pretty phenomenal. Um, and we're very proud of them. So we, you know, we provide those opportunities to, to talk to other artists in the area and, um, you know, to visit galleries and, you know, see what kind of art making takes place in this area, in this, this region. Well, I thank you for all that information, Shelley. It sounds like just a uh, two weeks of, of kind of a dream for an artist to be in that. And uh, like I said, I've done some and uh, it's always been a very positive experience to have a residency. I like it better when there's more than just myself in a residency. I like it when there's other people in it as well. That, that Because then you, you start thinking about what they're doing. They're asking you questions and you become this kind of family. I think that's very important. I, I think uh, that sounds... Absolutely fantastic. And I would encourage people to do it. It's a once in a lifetime experience, you know, uh, go to Maine. <laughs> oh, I, Armin, I think we should go to Maine. What do you think yeah, about I that? I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, all right. I will take my bottles back so I can afford it. So, okay. <laughs> no, Shelly, we really appreciate it. We would be honored. Oh, thank you. And we really are honored that you took the time out of your day to be on our podcast today. And folks, we will put all of the um, websites that Shelly was sharing with us in the show notes so that you can get to them. Shelly, we hope to stay in communication with you so we hear all the latest and greatest of Golden Apple Artist Residency and also your art practice. So this has just been a 
wonderful afternoon. I have one more question before we sign off. Where can we see your art? Well, thank you for asking, Armin. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Um, you would find um, online, you would find my work at www.goldenapplestudio.com, which is the same website I gave you for the residency, but it's divided. So part of it is my own work um, and my own practice. And then the rest of it is devoted to the art residency. Um, I do um, have representation at Littlefield Gallery in Winter Harbor, Maine. And I'm very, very excited to be represented by them. They have some phenomenal artists and I'm thrilled to be a part of, um, of their stable of galleries or their stable of artists rather. Um, and I do exhibit work. Um, I have a, a show coming up at the Van Single Fine Arts Center in October. And, um, you know, currently, like the two of you, always, always creating new art. I don't think we, I don't think we will ever stop. No, I agree with you, Shelley. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Armin. I'm going to get on there and look at all those sites and check it out, Shelley. And I'm going to uh, say goodbye now to you both. And thank you again, Shelly, for being a part of this podcast. And Armin, would you like to say a little goodbye as well? Uh, this has been wonderful talking to you. And uh, I think our audience is going to love this. And uh, happy art making to you. Bye, Shelly. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you for listening. You can find our past and future episodes at anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Special thanks to our producer, Taylor Kramer of Cold Shower Media. And check out our websites, ValerieAllenArt.com, ArminMersman.com, Stay creative, stay curious, and we'll see you next time.